You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Fine Tune Halacha, and we are going to be studying some of the statements and halachic direction directives of Rav Chaim uh, Kanievsky. I want to start with something, just a beautiful story. Uh, Rav Chaim's daughter had a daughter named Ruth, Rus. And the stipler, the Rav Chaim Kanievsky's father, uh, told him that since she was born right before Shavuos, although they didn't have a Rus in the family, that would be the name to give. So uh, the daughter uh, of Rav Chaim uh, writes in her a book of her her, 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 her sort of her diary, her autobiography. Let's see what she writes. Rav Chaim Kanievsky's daughter, Rus. Chag Shavuos Chag Shali. He says, I was born near it. And that's why my father gave me that name. And this was the minig that Rav Chaim had. The Shabbos before uh, Shavuos, which was yesterday, my father had the minig, that was his minig, to learn, I, I'm not sure where that minig comes from, but to learn Sefer Rus on the Shabbos before. When I was a little girl, she says, he would go over Megillas Rus, and he would put me on his knees. Chaim, people think that he wasn't, you know, like he's in a different world. He's so, he is very connected to his children, a very loving father. He would put his little daughter on his knees and he would say, yeah, this is your safer because this is, I'm reading the safer that's connected to you. In fact, even after she grew up and she got married, Chaim, the God of Ador today, but definitely the God of Asmode, the Sarah Teira, Rav Chaim would go to his daughter's house, special on the Shabbos before Shruas, on Shruas, and read the Megillah to her, just like he did when he, she was a little girl. And he would read it, Betamim. He would read it with the, with the correct uh, cantillations. Um, I, I just find that so, so moving and beautiful. Abba Rogelimidvarim Bishvachosharus. Uh, and he used to tell her how great Rus was, that she was the source of Malchus. Uh, in fact, she was able to great, get the greatest nachas that we can ever think of, of a parent and of a person saying, because she saw Shoma Melech, of course, who was her great-great-grandson, being able, or great-great-great-grandson, sitting on the Kisei Malchus. And he used to tell his daughter that Eishas Chayil, that we sing every Shabbos, uh, the Perak and Mishle, is specifically about Rus, and according to some interpretations. Um, and this, I thought, was also very beautiful, that after they would eat on uh, Shavuos night, Reb Chaim Kanievsky would go, of course, to learn in the shul, and he would ask his mother, uh, Rebetzin Batsheva uh, Kanievsky, he would say, uh, uh, give me a bracha <laughs> that I shouldn't fall asleep in the, th- through the night and I can learn properly. He would ask his wife for a bracha. Wow. Another interesting hanhaga uh, that, uh, which, which brings up an interesting machlekas actually between Ravel Yoshev and the stipler, which was, the stipler, of course, was Chaim Kanievsky's father. And the question is, uh, and, and Rebel Yoshev is Chaim Kanievsky's father-in-law. And the question was, when to eat the milachik meal, which is the minag Yisrael to eat on Shavuos. So in Rav Chaim Kanievsky's house, they, 
they ate the milachic meal in the morning. They would dive in early enough and come home and have a, the first meal this morning would be a milachic one. But that's not the way it was by the stipler. They used to eat the milchik meal at night. However, Rebel Yoshev felt that um, it would be better to eat the, um, the, the because Rebel Yoshev knew that if you ate the milchik meal at night, you wouldn't be eating a fleshik meal as well. You know, in other words, there's not enough time; it's late. Rebel Yoshev felt, for the sake of Simchas Yontif, you should eat a meat meal at night and a meat meal at day, and insert, and because of the Minag Yisrael, to eat milachiks, that would be done Shavuos morning. That's Rebel Yoshev's psak. However, the stipler, his Minag, I guess, brought over from Europe, was to eat the uh, the Shavuos milachik meal the first night of Shavuos. But once uh, the Rav Chaim Kanievsky married into Rebel Yosha's family, he changed his minig and went after the minig the way it was established in his wife's house. Anyway, some beautiful things there. Um, some other things here about Shavuos. Um, Um, an interesting thing, it's it's a little bit Nogeya us this year. When This is a psak from Rav Chaim Kanievsky about Shavuos. When Yom Tev is Chal Shabbos, it's not this year, but let's, for example, let's say the first day of Shavuos is uh, Sunday. So, Rav Chaim, Rav Chaim said in the name of his father, the Kilos Yaakov, that you should wear big dayontav b'shabbos. In other words, the halacha is that as far as bigodim go, even though Shabbos has more kedusha, but in terms of oneg, in terms of mikrei kodesh, there's a greater significance to yontav. And if you have a, you're supposed to wear better bigodim on yontav than on Shabbos. However, Reb Chaim said that when Shabbos and yontav are right next to each other. You don't want it to be mavaze Shabbos by wearing less choshev begodim. So therefore, when it was a Shabbos, then Yanta followed it. Rav Chaim would wear better begodim on that Shabbos because Eino covered a Shabbos shemiyakish yotzas a Shabbos lov shemus big day It shouldn't be that oh now it's Yontif, I've got to be makai mikre kodesh. I'm going to take off these. Uh, not such great suit, a pretty nice suit, and put on the real spitz suit, because that's that's an avish to Shabbos. So they asked, uh, they asked uh, Rav Chaim, but d- it does say Mefurish big dayontif is more tova mishul Shabbos. So w- w- why is it wrong to on you know as yontif begins, let's say on Saturday afternoon, Saturday. Night to change into better clothes. Isn't that the way your machabed yontif? So Rav Chaim uh, answered, "Ona Rabbeinu, because Shabbos vayontif smuchim zelizah." That's a bizoyin with Shabbos. In other words, a big chiddush. The Shulchan Aruch is talking about when their two are two are not next to each other. So then, if you have two types of suits, or two bekishes, or two Prince Albert coats, or whatever it is. That you wear, and one is a, 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 a shtadier one. One is a fancier one. One is made of better material. 
So the one that should be more for Yontif than for Shabbos. However, when Shabbos and Yontif are next to each other, then you don't want to be Mavaz and Shabbos. So that would be in this case as well. Clearly, you let's say this in, in our situation. Let's say uh, we we they're both Yontif for us. But in Eretz Yisrael, for example, the same outlook would apply. That let's say on Friday, which is Shavuos, Friday, which is Friday, which is Friday, which is Shavuos, then going into Shabbos, which is not Shavuos in Eretz Yisrael, you wouldn't wear worse clothes. You would wear the same significant clothes that you wore on Yontif. Because otherwise, it would be a, a slap in the face to Shabbos. And therefore, the, the, the uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky uh, had the minig that he wore a strimo on the Shabbos going into Yontif. He would wear it on the Shabbos before. So in other words, he used to put on a special strimo, which I wasn't aware of, but Rav Chaim, and I guess he still does, he puts on a special strimo on Yontif when he makes Kiddush and when he benches. And he says he would make sure to have that strimo on before Yontif began while it was still Shabbos. Um, we know, of course, about the discussion about whether you're supposed to, the old Minag Yisrael was to put a zecher to Har Sinai or a zecher to the fact that uh, that there was the din on the Ilonos, that they used to put Ilonos in the Beis HaKnesses. They used to put uh, branches and and flowers and grasses in the in the shoals. And of course, we know the Vilna Gon, uh was Mavatal that minig because he felt that it was t- similar to Christmas and other sort of Christian holidays. So what was the, what is, what was, what's Rochaim Kanievsky's uh, take on this? So he says, he, trees, no. No trees at all, based on the going. And therefore, there were no trees at all. Now, I should tell you, however, Revel Yoshev, and he was no stranger to the Minigagro, right, yes, there are some people who still do it, yes. Um, Rebel Yoshev felt that the Groz Bittel is only on trees, but not on flowers. So in Rebel Yoshev's shul, they used to actually, they still put flowers and nice grasses and other sorts of nice uh, uh, growth, but not actual pieces of trees. Uh, also, Rebel Yoshev felt that it could be in Eretz Yisrael, he says, the, the Goin's Kpeda wasn't Chal. Because Rebel Yoshev felt that it's only in the Christian countries, but Eretz Yisrael, most of the time, the goyim that were there were mostly Muslims, and therefore it's not it wasn't such a problem. However, we covered the grow. He was he sort of had half of the bittel of the grow. The grow says nothing. Forget about that minig. It's 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 a minig that the Christians do now. We don't want to copy them. Um, Rabbi Yoshev said, "Okay, we're going to still have flowers," and. And I'm not sure what how uh, Chaim Kanievsky felt like that. It could be he also had flowers, but not but not trees. Um, we, this is something we talked about last week. Uh, the Mishnah Burris says that if you eat hard cheese, that you need to wait six hours. And we talked about this, you know, this minag and where it comes from. We saw the beautiful tshuva from Rav Nosson Rabinovich, Rav Nochem Rabinovich, 
But the Mishnah Burris says clearly that if you eat hard cheese, then you have to wait six hours until you can eat meat. And it's based on your Adeusim and Peites. So, um, one of the modern day Peskim writes, Shamati Magrin of Chaim Kanyevsky, that he asked the Chazanish, do we still, in Eretz Yisrael, it's very popular, uh, the hard cheese they have, Gvinat Sahuva, it's like this, uh, you know, this big yellow cheese that they have, and it comes in these big blocks. They slice them. I'm not sure if it's the Swiss cheese, what he's talking about. But the Chazanish says that the Chazanish told him that you don't have to wait six hours unless it's actually been, it was processed by a year, if it was a year old. Um, even though the Paiskim say a half a year, uh, is already, I, I guess, it, again, I don't know uh, enough about cheese processing, processing, but it seems like it has to do with how long it takes to actually curdle it and work on it. And it seems like if it's done quickly, you don't have to be mocked on any of the what's that cheese, even though you might consider it hard cheese. Um, Rabbi Yoshev, uh, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky felt that Shavuos is a beautiful time to daven to daven for a good esrig. Most people say Antu Bishvat. But Rav Chaim Kanievsky says, Shavuos, we know, the Gemara says, Shaboni Donam al Elon. It's a Yom Adin Shavuos in a way. Because there's a psak on what's going to, what the trees are going to produce. And that's going into the next year as well. So that would be, and that's why the Mogad Avram says, you have the minute of putting trees on on Shavuos. So therefore, he felt that was when you should daven a special tefillah for your esrit for that year. Um, on the night of Shavuos, Rav Chaim Kanievsky had a minag after he ate that he would do his normal learning, whatever he did every night. But in the middle of the night, he would start saying the Tikkun Leil Shavuos. So I'm sure our Sfardim who are listening here are very happy to hear that. He would say the Tikkun Leil Shavuos, like the Arizal says, with the Shavuos Nusach, that um, you would say Mishnayos as well, and with Psukim in the middle. Um, okay, this now a very interesting Psach uh, Halacha, uh, which has to do with Shabbos and Shavuos as well. He says that the Arizal, which is quoted in the Shara Kavonos, says that on Shavuos night, when it starts to reach the early hours of the morning before Alois, that is when Al-Pisoid, you should go to the mikvah. So many people came to Rechaim Kanievsky and asked him, uh, should they also go to the mikvah in the early morning of Shuvas? And he said, he didn't want to answer. He just said that there's, this is a machlekas. Why? Because the Vilna Gon, uh, held, we talked about the going before, Baralocha quotes it, that you should not go to the mikvah on Shabbos or Yontif. Unless a woman, that's different. A woman going to the mikvah Friday night is different. But if you're just going for the Kabbalistic reason to have Hesof and Kedusha, that you don't do. Uh, and that was the Chazanisha's opinion as well, like the Mishnabura and the Goin. Even though the Ari is held, you should go to the mikvah. And there's many people, see them and others, that follow the Ari. 
I believe that the, uh, as you're going to see in a minute, that that was the, the Rebchaim Kanievsky's father's minig as well, to go to the mikvah on Shavuos and on Shabbos. However, of Chaim has a sefer called Orchus Yoisher, where he says that if you are going to follow the Hasidic Shaminag, and he's not saying you shouldn't, he didn't want, even though the Goyen was against it, Rav Chaim felt things that, you, that your person, I guess, based on his family and based on his Avedis Hashem, has a right to follow the Hasidim in this path. I would say so, yes, and learning, but again, going to the mikvah, I guess, amplifies that as well. You learned, and now you're getting a special kedusha as the morning is coming, and it's the morning that that that, that takes us back to Maimon Har Sinai. So going to the mikvah is, is, is very special. Rav Chaim Kanievsky did not want to stop people from going, but he just told them, if you are going to go to the mikvah, you have to be Zoyer in three things. First of all, it shouldn't be hot water. If it's hot water, that's Osr al-Pidin, because they were geyser on, uh, because of Merchatzoy, Mer- so the Balonim, we had that sugya uh, in Shabbos a couple of months ago. Also, there's a problem, which the Misnagdim were worried about, uh, which is based on the Gemara, that you shouldn't find yourself uh, um, actually uh, using the towels and and squeezing the water out of the towels. We're talking about the malochos of Shabbos in the last couple of weeks. Chita is one of the malochos. It's a told of dosh. Also, the, the, the water that gets into your hair. Rav Chaim said that when you go out of the mikvah, do not touch your hair at all. Even when you put your kippah on, do not touch your hair. Also, he says, and this way, it's a zahirus that you're not going to squeeze water out of your hair. Also, that you should not uh, brush off the water that's on you. Uh, you shouldn't be moving it and carrying it around with you. So what you should do is wait in the mikveh area until you're basically dry, until the water dries off you. He says that, uh, Rav Chaim says that, his, they say that Rechaim said his father once went to the mikvah on Shabbos. I told you that was his father's minute to go to the mikvah on Shabbos. And he was about to step into the water. And when he saw that the water was hot, he says, I'm not going in. And Rechaim said, there's Amaratzim, that it's definitely, I understand they want to go to the mikvah, but not in warm water. And, and that's Osir. Um, even again, you want to go against the going, that's fine. I don't know if it's fine, but you have your reasons, but not in warm water there. Uh, it should not be that way. And again, um, that's Rechaim's psak. Um, I'll just do one last thing here. Um, <laughs> before the Vasik and Davening, the question is, of course, to hear Birchas Hashachar from someone who had slipped. So, um, that um, he says that the reason we are machmer is because of the Rambam. The Rambam holds that you need to hear all the birchas hashachar from somebody who has slipped. So, what is concluded in birchas hashachar? So, he won, in, in, in the last couple of years, 
Rav Chaim was Machadish based on the Chazonish, that you have to hear also the Brocha Machadish, uh, Machadish Mobarabim. Why? Because it could be that's also part of Birchas Hashachar. So Makadish Mo Berabim, you take a look at the Nusach of Makadish Mo Berabim. Got a sitter here in front of me. So that would start with Olamei Odom Yorei Shemayim, Ribon Ko Alomim, Avonachlam Amcha Bnei Berisecha, and Lefikach. So <laughs> that's all a big giant bracha, <laughs> and then. It goes into Shema Yisrael, and then Atu Atro Nivra Olam, till Baruch Atu Hashem Hamakari Shmo Berabim. So, the Chazanish felt, and and Rav Chaim, of course, was the nephew of the Chazanish felt. Okay, you can find it in your sitter. I don't know which sitter you you have, but if it's it's right after the Akeda, right after um, the Akeda. There's a there's a Rabbonu Sholem. There's a uh, a Bakasha to remember the Akeda, and right after that you have Olam Ye Odom Yorei Shemayim. So that is one big bracha that goes all the way to the words Baruch Ata Hashem Hamakadei Shmo Berabim. So that's part of Birchas Hashachar according to Rav Chaim. Um, and since the Chazanish said. It's yes. part of korbanot, not shachar. He doesn't consider it korbanot because you're not mentioning any korbanot. You're, you're just saying, right? It's talking about being from. Um, you haven't mentioned any korban yet. All you've mentioned is the fact that we have to be from and we have to know how great it is to be God's people and that we have the schut to be able to say shema. Uh, twice a day, and korbanot come a little bit after that. So this is according and, and to. Rep- di- I'm sorry, there's a difference, right, between nusach Ashkenaz, nusach Sfard in terms of whether it's a, a real bracha or right. Um, yes, it's possible. Again, we don't mention we don't mention Shem, Shem Hashem with, with that bracha. Right, right, right. So, but the but the but as you can see, the minigagoyin. And the minig of the Lithuanians was to say, So now you understand the Chumrah and the Chidush of Rav Chaim Kanievsky here. He's saying that, that he wanted someone to be motzi with that bracha as well. Because that bracha is also part about waking up and recognizing what your responsibility of a new human being is who slept and now is woken up and now is able to make that statement. So therefore, since he hadn't slept, he wanted someone else to make that bracha for him. But he asked if that person, he, he, he said, he remembers the Chazanish said, if you be motzimi with that bracha, you have to start from la'olam yehei odom. So therefore, Rav Chaim also felt that if someone's going to make that bracha for him, he needs to hear him saying it from those words, la'olam yehei adam. Now, there's another, if you take a look in your Sidur, everyone probably has a Sidur near where they're sitting. We say, right? But that was not the Goins Minag. The Goins Minag was to say, or, 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 or,
Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Achad. In other words, the Gon did not say the word Shema Yisrael, the complete pasuk there. That's to be said later. That's to be, this is more Sipur Dvarim Ba'alma. If you read the words of the Siddur, and you can read it, I'll read it with you together now. How beautiful is what we do. We're so lucky that we get up in the morning and we say Shema Yisrael. But again, we're, t- we're telling a story to ourselves about how, how, how blessed we are to live the way we do. But we're not, so the, the Paiskim came up with an Eitzah. Hey, if you're, especially if you're davening late, you could use this to be Yotze Shema with. But the Vilna Gon was against that. And so is Reb Chaim. So therefore, he doesn't say the complete Pasuk. So, Uminig Rabbeinu Lomar, Shlita Baruchos Lomar Va'omer Pamayim B'Chalyom, either Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, or, like the Vilna Gon, Va'omer B'Chalyom Shema Yisrael, without saying the end. And then saying right away, Atahu Atshlom Nivra HaOlam, like the Vilna Gon. So therefore, Reb Chaim would ask the person who had the incredible schus. <laughs> I wish I had that schus to be able to sleep and be able to make that bracha for Rav Chaim to hear it. And he wanted you to use, he wanted to use the nusach that he had, which is the nusach of the goyd. Um, and one last thing on this point. Whenever that bracha was said, he would put his eyes on, his hands on his eyes. Why? Because you're being, in a way, you are mentioning Malchus Shamayim. And similarly, I guess what you do later in the real Kriyashma, but that's the minig, that was the minig, that's the minig of Rav Chaim Kanievsky based on the Arizal, that you should put your hands on your eyes when you're saying it. Although you don't say Shema Yisrael. So that is, we'll, we'll continue Mir Tashem tomorrow with other. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You don't miss a single episode.